Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. This is the Completely Cannabis Show, uh, sponsored by Valiant, and uh, we're pretty excited. That means my co-host is the one and the only resident uh, cannabis expert, Sean Nichols. Welcome, Sean. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Here to help Thank however God I, I can. made sure to bring my encyclopedic brain to this show, because that's what you are. Thank you. Thank uh, as far as cannabis goes, you know, I, I, I try to be as knowledgeable as I can be. Well, Knowing people like Davina is a good start. Well, that's who we're going to really talk about today. It's really not about you or me. It's all about Davina Kauanoki. Uh, no, he, sorry. And, uh, you know, you're from Element Apothic. Uh, and uh, we're really looking forward to hearing about your business, if you could start. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. And of course, with uh, Sean um, as well. So thank you for having me. So uh, what's your background? Well, I have quite an interesting background. I had always wanted to be an astronaut and actually went to school for engineering and even got to work on the Cassini satellite. Um, but what I recognized is I couldn't take that entrepreneurial spirit out of myself. I grew up selling flower lays on the streets in Hawaii to a tourist and always was trying to come up with some business idea. And so I transitioned into technology um, operations, led me to um, HR, technology, recruiting, and then went on my own to do consulting, eventually having the opportunity to take uh, these amazing products that we sell with Element Apothic from my great aunt um, and creating a business around that and eventually launching Element Apothic. Wow. Sean? Uh, I, again, I, I think it's folks like Davina that make up the, the industry itself, um, stories uh, that we all have on, on you know, the origins of, of our love for the plant. Um, and, and someone uh, as powerful as she is with female leadership and, and really taking her business to the forefront, taking her products, her well thought out and medically derived um, products to, to market and, and knowing that that's what people want you know i think that's that's the main point here is uh having a good feel for your audience and and knowing that because you know a lot of us come from very similar stories um you know knowing knowing what people want knowing what they need to be yeah so that's that's interesting that you brought that up and i'm, I'm glad you did the, the always wondering how we can better support female entrepreneurs it's it's a constant source of uh, evolving topic and an important topic. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are in this area. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something I've seen these challenges occur in my throughout my entire career. I was uh, young in my age and getting into senior management and, and your voice was always discounted. You had to work a little bit harder. You had to be a little bit more guarded in the things that you said and the things that you did. And I think the biggest thing is, is really trying to look as, at female founders, female entrepreneurs as, as an equal seat at the table, right? There's, they shouldn't be held to a higher standards. Their voice, their experience, their knowledge needs to be appreciated and understood. I, I recently had the opportunity of pitching at a pitch event, and I can tell you I was grilled on the financials and understanding the business operations. I was the only female that was presenting and the males that were presenting were questioned on, oh, this, this is amazing. There wasn't even a lot of questions. This is a great business plan. I can see why you're doing this. And some of them even in similar capacity with similar products. And, and I sat there and, and I have to be so 
um, knowledgeable about every aspect of the business and finances, which we should be, right? All founders sure. should be. But I shouldn't be grilled more and questioned more around these topics than my counterparts just because I'm a female. So to me, it's really everybody, not everybody, but kind of seeing women in their equal place, right? They, they have knowledge, they come with experience and respecting that. And in addition to that, the investment world is probably the biggest hindrance because women, I think right now, get 2.3% of funding across all industries, which is a problem because if we're trying to elevate women and give them the opportunity, they also have to have equal capital to be able to hold a place and be successful. So to me, those are the two biggest things I think that could change. Well said. Yeah. That whole capital area and capital fundraising, I find interesting. Uh, 2%, it's just an embarrassment, actually, to sort of hear that kind of number come out. But I remember, you know, early in my career, trying to understand, you know, being a fan of diversity and, you know, trying to understand the unique attributes that women were bringing to business. And then at a certain point, realizing that I couldn't see any diversity. I just saw entrepreneurs and just treat them all. Everyone is an entrepreneur and try to look at it. And you're right. If someone's drilling you with more questions, it's just not the way to be going. It should, there should not be any kind of double standard. It's really, are you the, are you an entrepreneur and do you have the right idea and can you execute on it? Yeah, exactly. Thoughtful products. And I think the approach as well, you know, I think the opportunities that you're given, let's go back to the fact that you were the only female present. You know, I, I think that there's something to be said about getting out in front of a lot of these opportunities and, and making sure that women feel comfortable in those situations. And, and like you said, you know, the, the the stipulations therein are exactly that, but you can't help but feel like there is a, a, a big difference, um, even as we move forward, even, even as uh, we approach this new age of business where we're trying to embrace these these ideas, you know, wholeheartedly, Um, there has to be accountability and and we have to hold ourselves to that standard. Yeah, I agree. And and I think a big thing too is for women to feel like they have a place, right? I I think someone was just saying in a pitch, another different pitch event, a male can go up there with just a postcard of $5 million and and one line of an idea and, and he'll be up there and he'll be so excited and he'll know that his business model is going to get that, you know, that number. But a, a woman might go up there and be a little bit more cautious about like, I think that this is okay because they've just been so guarded and, and have yeah. had to be. And so for women, it's also having the confidence that I belong at this table and I have a voice and I have as much opportunity, or at least I am capable as much opportunity as anybody else. And, and leading with that confidence also opens up more doors that might not otherwise be there. Yes, ma'am. So to, to transfer that to the... Uh cannabis side, you know, you're clearly a person who's trying to do groundbreaking work as an entrepreneur. How do you see that getting executed in the cannabis industry? I mean, the cannabis industry, I think, is even a little bit more challenging um, from kind of the, you know, diversity perspective, whether you're looking at females or or, um, BIPOC founders as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it's really, for me anyways, it's been building an incredible support network around myself and having people that believe in what I'm doing. Um, The fundraising definitely is a huge challenge right now. We're actually raising money. Um, But again, it's, it's leading with the confidence that I know what we have is amazing. I know what we're trying to accomplish is really important and, and really not letting anything stand in your way. I think just having that mindset really does make a difference. 
I completely uh, agree. Sean, any any other questions on your side? I, I want to know what, uh, you know, and it's pretty obvious, Davina is uh, on the circuit. She's out there talking to folks. We could give her her own channel and it will never be enough in my mind. Um, so, you know, again, thank you for your time today. It, going forward, some of the things that you have planned, I, I know that there's some product innovations and some new ways of, of you know, getting some great products out there. It, it should be pointed out that, you know, Element Apothic in general, although, you know, you know again, in an addressing uh, a specific part of the marketplace, they're cannabis products really for everyone and, and for the betterment of everyone's health. Um, Davina, could you, you know, give us a, a little window? I know that we're, you know, short on time, but, you know, a little window into the future of Element. Yeah, so, I mean, like you said, Sean, really the products that we create started with a need with my great aunt. And, and after many years, she created over 43 different formulations to help people, right? And, and it's all evidence-based products. That's really important, I think, in this industry to have products that are actually based on effectiveness and efficacy and really being able to help people for the specific things that they need. And so looking at the products and the ingredients to be able to serve a purpose is what we've done in terms of the products that we've created today and leading with science. We have a whole amazing medical advisory team. My co-founder is an integrative pharmacist. And that's also important to blend these worlds of products and science forward thinking if we're really trying to improve the quality of people's lives. So going forward, we're really looking at what are the ways in which consumers can move into the cannabis space and how do we get them comfortable understanding that cannabinoids are part of their functioning of their body, right? We all have this incredible endocannabinoid system and cannabinoids just help supplement. It's like the oil to our engine kind of, I like to say. And so when we can familiarize people with it and take away the stigmas, then products like Element Apothics and other companies become normal, right? It's like taking your daily calcium or your your daily vitamin D and and people start to regulate their systems and and are able to just do things a little bit better than they were able to do before um, and manage things that their body has struggles with currently right now. So anyways, that's a little bit about Element Apothic and going forward, we have some exciting products expanding our current product line, both on the wellness side as well as the body care side. So exciting. And, Lots uh, of work. So much work. You know, this is, this is what uh, Completely Cannabis is all about. And we thank yes. Valen for its sponsorship. Uh, Vina, Element Apothic, how do people find you and the company? Yes, yeah, so you can find us online at elementapothic.com. Um, as well as on our social media channels with Instagram and LinkedIn. And you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm quite active on there as well. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. uh, Sean, Sean, if somebody wants to find a completely (sighs) cannabis and Valiant, how would they do that? Oh, we're going to go to valiant-america.com and at Valiant America on on Instagram. Um, uh, LinkedIn, you should have no problem. Uh, You know, we're, we're active in the community. We're going to be bringing in guests like Davina, um, you know, powerful presences in, in the community and, and, you know, having a good conversation with them going forward. We're excited. That's great. And um, mm-hmm. Radio Entrepreneurs appreciates uh, the relationship with Valiant. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Great. Thank you.